But now you can talk over the theme. Now, yeah, I know. That's now cool. it's not totally awkward. I know. I was like getting back into old habits of like waiting for it to be over before yeah, I could okay, talk so. to you. <laughs> <laughs> you just got to wait the whole time for, for Misa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, now and now and now it's a little bit better. See, I did my homework, but it's been a long time since I've talked to you. It's been quite some time. It's been almost a month, I think, just shy of a few days. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty crazy, dude. Pretty crazy. I treat this as kind of like my sanity check, you know, like there are a couple of things in life that are like sanity checks, right? Or the things that, you know, that maintain your level of sanity. This is definitely one of them for me. I'm like, oh, cool. I get to talk about some stuff. You get to let it out. Like it's going to go like we're going to listen to some cool music. Like this is a good time. This is a good time. I do agree with you, but for me, it's a double-edged sword. It's it's exactly what you said, plus the the fun times of trying to get all of my software and hardware to work together. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so funny, funny peek behind the curtains, like I, I priced out a stream machine, you know, I was like, okay, like if I was going to build just a computer to handle a live stream, right, that could be managed remotely, that I could just have you stick in a closet somewhere that I could mm-hmm. just run from my computer. Mm-hmm. Like, how much would that cost? And I looked into it and I was like, all right, so if I'm going to put it there, it's got to be liquid cooled. I'm like, <laughs> of course, <laughs> of course. Then I went down that rabbit hole and I'm like, all right, so I want mini ITX, but I want a super thin, you know, attractive case. So I put this case in there. And I'm like, it has to have this PSU. I'm like, and we don't even need a video card because we're not even outputting any video to anything, right? So I'm like, all right, so I can use that whole entire space that it has for the PCI graphics card, and I can just put a big old freaking liquid, you know, radiator cooler thing in there for the CPU, and I could go Threadripper, and I'm like, heck, let's put 32 cores in this thing. Like, might as well have it, you know, be future-proof. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude, we could do like 1080, 60 frames a second. <laughs> 4K, 60 frames a second. I don't 4K, know what you're there about. we go. <laughs> There we go. No, no one needs to see that. But so then I budgeted my my rig and I was like, okay, well, there's a number less than a thousand dollars that I could get to easily to do that. But then it's like, you know, the whole, all right, like, should we do that? Like right now, especially with, you know, this is all before like, who is it? NVIDIA announced all their new graphics cards and stuff like that too. And I'm like, hmm. Yep. And then I was like, okay, well, what's the hardware decoder on that going to be like? And how's that going to be for streaming? Right. It's all built for gaming and workstation. Oh, okay. So nerd, <laughs> nerd, nerd. Went down yeah. the nerd rabbit hole, got lost in the nerd rabbit hole, came out of the nerd rabbit hole, was like, I'm not spending any more money. There's, there's there's, no way. I can't do it. I can't do it. Not when there's, well, okay, I'll save that for wrap up. <laughs> I was going to say something and I caught myself because I know what you put in wrap up. It's like, hey, yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh, All right. No boy, spoilers. Oh, boy. There you go. Okay. So song stuck on her head. I'll get mine out of the way because mine is the YouTube link that I stumbled upon, actually. And I've been listening to this song. I don't know how it came up in my YouTube recommendations, but it's uh, Holy Wars by Megadeth. And, you know, it's got like this famous solo in there, right? Like everyone louds this as like one of the best solos like ever created. And I was like, yeah, it's a good solo. Like I like it. You know, Dave Mustaine is not a clean player and every time i see him live i'm like oh david Mustaine, you're so sloppy why are you so sloppy don't be so, so sloppy, sloppy? <laughs> so i saw this and it was macedon revocation and death clock coming together to cover holy wars and i'm like macedon nice revocation extra nice hey. <laughs> death clock i'm sold where do i sign <laughs> So I I clicked the link and then I forget the guy's name. I think it's Dave or David on guitar for Revocation. Yeah, it's both. It's Dave Davidson. (laughs) (laughs) New start with an S, though. Uh, (laughs) Wow, man. Uh, My my knowledge of metal names, especially with people with like two first names or similar first names and last names. Anyway, Dave Davidson, like I love 
him on guitar, like ever since I, I remember showing you Revocation, you know, we've talked about that. And I was like, all right, this is going to be good, right? Because whenever people cover Megadeth, it's always amazing. Jeff Waters has covered like a Megadeth solo for Symphony of Destruction. And it's amazing, right? Like it's great. So when I saw them doing this cover, I was like, all right, I'm sold on this, like Mastodon vocals, Revocation guitar and Death Clock on bass. And then I think someone from the whatever magazine was doing the, the YouTube thing, I think did the drums. Metal Injection? Metal Injection. Yeah, there we go. I think they did the drums. But the solo, the second solo in Holy Wars is my favorite because then it bumps into like the really thrashy section. But that's when guitar is front and center and I'm all for it. Heck yeah. All right. So we'll take a listen here at around 424. Yeah, this is a second solo too, right? You know. But and then we pick up. Oh man. And it's such a tone shifter, like just in, in, in terms of like how the song progresses. And this little break, little, little breakdown right here before the final like guitar lead solo. Oh But like you know, notes notes have meaning, and notes have power when you bend them right and sustain. <laughs> They're oh. so powerful. <laughs> so powerful. <laughs> oh god! And it's not like overly complex either. Is it Dave Miss Dane actually doing the solo? I don't know. Not not for this one. No, no. Okay, definitely not. I'm trying to think. This is on Rest in Peace, right? I'm pretty sure this is on Rest in Peace. Shruggy emoji. Because I think at that point, I think it was still Marty Friedman who was in the band playing lead yeah. guitar. Yeah. But also, like for his kind of soloing, it's it's not overly complicated. Like he does some pretty complicated stuff, but that one's a little bit reserved. But it still sounds great. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I, I needed, I mean, this is, I don't want to bury the lead too much here, or I don't want to get it too much into like, what am I talking about? But like, this was kind of like the the cool drink of water that I needed. And I've watched it like three times because I was like, I need something good, something class, something I knew, something that was safe, right? But something that was like refreshed. And this definitely gave me that. Nice. Yeah, that definitely sounds like it fits the bill for sure. Cool. So the song's been stuck in my head is actually kind of interesting. I stumbled across this, I think, from like a metal magazine, like website, like social media post. This particular artist by the name of Nightlight, they are a synthwave producer and they make some really good stuff. I haven't really gotten too much into synthwave, but after listening to the song and album that I'm about to show you, I am wanting to go down <laughs> the synthwave <laughs> avenue there. But they did a complete cover of the album Symbolic oh by Death, my gosh. But all synthwave. I saw the, the track name and I was like, if this is what I think it is... The entire album. It's so good. Oh my gosh. Like I, it's, it's, it's really cool because you have to really pay attention to pick up on where all the leads and melodies and chord progressions are, right? Like it's all there, but it's so different, far, you know, far removed from the original that like, if you're not paying attention, you could think this is just a, you know, any old synth wave track, but no, like it's there. It's good. 
Crystal Mountain, you know, one of the best death metal songs of all time. It's a perfect synthwave song. So we'll mm -hmm. take a listen here to Crystal Mountain by Nightlight right from the beginning here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Isn't that so good? Mm hmm. Oh no! Dude, <laughs> isn't that so good? I want someone to do like the 80s spy movie action movie with this as like the backing like soundtrack. Yes. Did you ever see Atomic Blonde with Charlize Theron? That was good. Yes, that was good. And this this music goes perfectly with that vibe. <laughs> This is one of the more upbeat songs on the whole album for this cover album. But yeah, it's so good. I love all the sounds that I'm hearing. Like, it's just, it's amazing. I love it. Oh my gosh, I'm going to have to, I'm, Insta, Insta add to Adam's, it bypasses all the buckets. Like, there, there, there's no buckets. I put this and this just like Insta into library. Yeah, when I think it was on Instagram when I came across this and like I saw the album artwork, I was like, oh, okay, something about like re-releasing Symbolic. Awesome. And then I took a closer look at it and like even when you take a look at the album art, like you could see like there's some synth wave like themes in there. I'm just like, wait, what? Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> hold the phone. Because <laughs> let's be honest, there's a lot of death like re-releases and like live recording sessions and other deep archives that they start releasing, right? So you look at it and you're like, okay, well, what is this one? Is it like an anniversary type thing? Is it this? And then you're like, hmm. Hold on. Interest peaked. Yes. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Sweet, ah, dude. Good stuff. Yeah. So I just got to say this. What's up, old man? Yeah, I don't know. Getting older's weird. You're so old now. <laughs> I am so old. So you had a birthday. For anyone, <laughs> yeah. So for anyone who doesn't know, I had a birthday last month in the middle of the month on the 18th. Hence the reason why we took a break for, for that week just to give us some time to kind of recoup, relax, and then we'll come back with some awesome music and stuff. So old. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's weird. I, I feel older. Yeah, dude, <laughs> I just go right. around. <laughs> you know, I don't want to sound like the cliche, like, you know, young person turning old man type thing. But it's like when you start noticing that you're getting older, it's weird. It's very weird. Like I'm growing my beard back out and like I'm noticing even more gray hairs this go around. I'm just like, all right, I knew this was going to happen. Like, I just got to accept it. Like, don't freak out. <laughs> yeah, you're just so old. So old. Yeah. You're but... like mid 30s now. Yeah, 33, but I mean, you're also older than I am, so like... You'd never know, though. <laughs> like, you'd, you'd you, never you know. You never would. You're so <laughs> you're so productive with everything, and I feel like I'm not, so... <laughs> oh, no, it's all a facade, man. I, uh, <laughs> we'll see that again later. It's... it's <sighs> The walls come tumbling down at a time, and it's mainly after you hit 30. So, kids, get ready, because... <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> life's not going to turn out the way you thought it was going to. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. For sure. Is there any other like sort of catching up you want to do before we kind of keep rolling or how do you want to do this? Well, let's catch up on your underground corner and then we'll continue hey. catching up 
on the rest of it. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> All right. So I had to really think about how I wanted to approach like my batch of music this week because I've been listening to a lot of new music and I could have thrown most of my options into the underground corner here, but I figured I can just touch on the like the other bands that I discovered when we get to the main section. And I'll just keep this section right now for one band. So normally in the past, I've done like a twofer or something when we've skipped a week, but I'm just going to pass that this time. I've got enough other bands to, to highlight. The one I want to take a look at, though, is the band called Embryo. I think I stumbled across them on Spotify. They're really interesting. They have a sound off their latest album that's very reminiscent of Stormlord, like some of Stormlord's older stuff. But if they mix that up with like Fear Factory. Ooh, yeah. Stormlord with um, industrial? Whoa. Yeah, like a little bit industrial as far as like the riffs go. But oh man, it is super cool. They have, I think, three albums in total. I've listened through all of them. You can definitely tell like starting out, they were a little bit unrefined, I guess is like a good way of saying it. Like they're still Raw. trying to... Yeah. Yeah, like trying to find their footing in a way, like what they're trying to do. And then the second album came around and I think they were refining it more. They're like, okay, this worked on the last album. So we're going to focus more on that. And they did that in the second one. They're like, oh, we hit on something. So then they just cranked it to 11 on the third album. And yeah, it's just really awesome. So we'll take a look here at the track Vanguard for the Blind off of the album A Step Beyond Divinity. Okay, I can kind of taste it. There's hints. This really reminds me of a, a particular Stormlord song. <laughs> nice, nice. But this sort of like rhythmic chugging going along with the double bass right like that reminds me so much of fear factory and they've got a ton of other songs that sound even closer to fear factory how funny yeah like like i like the guitar riffage and stuff like that the vocals in like the the synth like backing right like it's like it sets up the eerie tone right the kind of like all right you know kind of like deeper guttural like you know vocals with synth wave to kind of cut you know some of it intermixed with this guitar riffage it's like, mm, interesting blend yeah i'm wondering if they get to it in this song but the vocalist does kind of change up his style of growls a little bit so like he's got these really low gutturals but then he's got like some really high like raspy screams that sound really good nice so that's pretty tight i was trying to feature a song that had that in it but i was just so in love with this intro i was just like man i gotta <laughs> I gotta show it. <laughs> it's, it's very, yeah, it very much like grabs you, right? Like you're like, okay, I like this. And then it keeps going and building on it. And you're like, okay, this is, this is good. This is good. This is good. Yeah. And I like when bands do that, right? When they have something that, that works that can grab you from the start and just keep mm -hmm. you engaged. We talked about intro tracks famously, right? Like how, you know, you can build up this whole story, but sometimes you just need to like get to the point, not yes. drag it on forever. Like a 30 minute mm -hmm. song. Like I don't need that. <sighs> Hey, okay, okay, never okay, let we'll be, me live that down. <laughs> my my one doom metal trash talking is is done for the, the episodes. So it's all good, dude. It's I only get good. one. I don't care. I only get one. Cool, man. Yeah. So taking a look at our main topic for today, I think I have one extra song. Yep. So we can zipper it, and I'll just start, and then I'll have you know one at the start and one at the end. Does that work for you? Yeah, that's fine. So this cool. this episode, right? Like we, I think we talked about you know getting back into the swing of things for us is always like. 
it's always weird to come out like if we haven't been talking for a while it's like okay like let's coalesce around like one topic and it's like dude we've been away for so long like we've all been on our own journeys like like what are topics i don't even know exactly (laughs) so especially with like the longer breaks that that we have and i mean like long breaks for us is like one episode off yeah i know but when we do it every other week it just feels like it takes a a long time (laughs) so it was like, all right, well, we've all been listening to music or we both have been listening to music, lots of new music. Like, let's just catch up on like what we've been listening to. Like you said, so you discovered a ton, ton of bands. And I think this this episode called Music Catch Up, which I said catch up or cats up in our show outline because I was trying to be funny. And I think I put that <laughs> in the in the stream info, too. Nice. Just because I tried to be funny again and no one's laughing. So it could just be that no one's there and that's totally cool no i i i i'll accept the fact that it's a comedy club is full of people that are just like sitting there you know blank face staring at me like <laughs> you, gonna tell the, you gonna tell the joke yet <laughs> get the hook <laughs> so so yeah so for our music catch-up episode we're just gonna go through just bands that we've been listening to for the last you know like close to a month yeah so yeah man you you have more than i do as per the norm right mm-hmm. yeah. so yeah go go ahead take it away Cool. So I think last episode, as I was looking through the show notes here, or like the outline that we have, last time I think I featured a band, Insomnium, right? They're from Finland. They had the former guitarist from Sonata Arctica. I do remember right before the lockdown happened earlier this year that Insomnium was doing a tour with a couple other bands and they were coming to San Diego. I saw like a poster at the that Cult of Luna show that I went to. And one of those other bands was called Omnium Gatherum. And I hadn't heard of them before. Like I saw them on that flyer at the show and I was just like, oh, okay, well, if they're with Insomnium, like they're probably very similar. I got to check them out. And I finally got around to it <laughs> in the past month. And I was not disappointed off of the album beyond they have a song called new dynamic and again right at the very beginning it really has this awesome melody and then the rest of the guitars and drums come in it's super sick so we'll just take a listen right from the beginning here this this is this is this is in my wheelhouse yeah, I thought when I first heard it, I was like, oh crap, Adam's gonna love this. <laughs> I love the album artwork too. Oh shoot, let me check out the album artwork. Oh dang, man, like, you and I are such San Diego kids. Can I just say it? Like, <laughs> what? Beach? I'm what in. a freaking surfer bro like comment to say like oh I love the album Mark and like a wave crashing I'm like oh yeah duh <laughs> uh, oh hey beer Jesus how you doing oh, I love this melody too they're a very melody heavy band it's amazing but see like that's that's what I'm in for you know like I know you said you you've pinned my style down. Like I'm in, I'm into that, right? Like, give me some mm-hmm. good riffage, some good like melodies on top of that the whole time, and I'll, I'll listen for five minutes. 
Yeah. So like since the last episode we recorded, I've been listening to a lot of like Insomnium and bands of the like, and this naturally came up and I was just like, yes, this is great. I love this. Like I could listen to this all day and never get bored of it. You know, like it just, I don't know, there's something about it. Like it just makes me feel good too. Like, like that some other music that I listen to, like while awesome as it is, it doesn't always like make you what, feel good, right? Like it doesn't like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, no. Okay. Dang it, Steve. You and I are always, always on that same wavelength. Yes, very much so. I feel you. Like, I feel you. We did the whole episode on metal and feelings, right? And different, yes. different like feelings and music and stuff like that. But yeah, very much like this, this whole time away has been a journey for me. And I know I kind of teased that, right? Like you said, like this music made you feel good. Right? Like, mm-hmm. I started my my like little journey, right? Like in, in the heavier side, like I was like, all right, I'm going to break out, you know, listen to some new music, music I haven't listened to in a while, right? So I know I picked up like Black Dahlia Murder, you know, from our podcast like ages ago. And I'm like, I'm going to start listening to that again and, you know, give that another another try. So first track on my list, if we're going to switch over to that, is going to be Black Dahlia Murder and it's Nightbringers. And when I listened to this, I remember, you know, favoriting this track because I was like, oh man, Black Dahlia Murder. And then they came up again. I was like, oh, okay, this is good. This is something I have to, you know, like keep in mind. And it was, you know, it's it's not my traditional wheelhouse like it's kind of verging into like different territory for me a traditionally very metalcore like that's just kind of what i liked that's what i was comfortable with and i was like you know you've obviously introduced into much more heavier stuff and black tally is kind of like that gray area right where i'm like all right like i can dip my toe in that water but not like fully jump in you know in the freezing cold waters Dang, <laughs> that's, that's a good nice. like metal lyric right there yes that was a good very good metal analogy i love it <laughs> So Nightbringers from Black Dahlia Murder, this is kind of how I started my musical journey over the last, you know, couple weeks is I was listening to this and right from the beginning, you know, like I get some some of the things that I like the riffage and, you know, a little bit of like chugging here and there. It's it's great. Like the good headbang start, right? Like just, yeah. And, you know, th- this is this is kind of how I started, where it's like the song wasn't like it wasn't to make me feel good. Right? It wasn't like that. The happy go lucky like song for me, like not the one that gets yeah. my, you know, like blood pumping. But I was like, mm-hmm. this is different. This is new. I like it. Like I'm in the mode of discovery. Right. That That's where I was when we started this thing. And this is where I started that journey. <laughs> nice. You picked a good one. This because this is a really good album, and this song in particular is really good. Yeah, like we featured Black Dahlia Murder a couple times, right? And I think the one the one song that we featured has also been on my list of like repeat songs. Nice. But this one was the the other one that I had added. Like this is a song that I'll definitely listen to on repeat because it it picked up. Like I love the the vocals in, in Black Dahlia Murder. Like usually I'm not a big fan of you know like any like death metalish like kind of vocal you know styles, but like. These guys, like, bring a nice measured approach to that. And it's kind of like, like I said, the, the way for me to dip my toe in that water. I really liked it. Yeah, for sure. And they're always really good, too, about, like, pushing the envelope and, like, developing their sound. But, like, it's always refining, like, what they did, right? Like, they're trying to stay, like, a little bit ahead of the crest as far as, like, what other bands are doing. Going with a beach wave analogy, I guess. <laughs> Continue that analogy. We'll ride that one all the way, uh, all the oh. way to shore. Yeah, there we go. There we go. But I feel like Black Dahlia Murder, like, definitely, like, they build upon their past catalog. Like, with some bands, like, if they're trying to be relevant or, you know, stay ahead of the pack or whatever, right? Like, sometimes it can lead them into some weird territory that doesn't quite make sense for, you know, them as a band. I feel like Black Dahlia Murder doesn't really do that. 
Yeah, for sure. It's a safe space. It's the lukewarm pool, you know? Yeah, there we go. There we go. We're still three and a half saying, feet. <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying it's, you know, toned down or anything like that, but it's like, it's a safe space. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You I know what you're getting yourself on. into. Yeah. <laughs> There's no riptide that's going to carry me into like, I'm not going to say 30 minute songs because I already used that joke, but you know. Yeah, it's all good. It's all good. All right. So back over to my side here. The next band on my list is one I discovered very recently, like within the past week or so. And I bring it up because I feel like, first off, I was hooked pretty much immediately and I didn't think I was going to be. And then I was about to switch it and then it like got to another good section. I was like, oh man, they're really just trying to pander to me now. So the band is called Active Denial. The song we'll take a listen to here is called Puzzle Heart off of the album of the same name. Have you heard of this band before? No, I have not. Okay, so you're going to experience this just the way I did. I feel like it's going to be kind of in your wheelhouse with some extra flair. So we'll take a listen here right from the beginning. Shut up. <laughs> so when I first heard it, I was just like, oh, okay, like, this is some metalcore that, like, I'm actually into, right? Like, I'm going to keep listening. And we got some synth action. Dang, I'm like, dude. okay. Why haven't I heard of this band? Right? Like, I would definitely listen to more metalcore like this, right? So, like, this is pushing, like, August Burns Red territory that I can kind of see, right? Wait, Blast Beats. Dude! <laughs> That's, I was about to change it right before that, and then I got to Blast Beats. I was like, oh, shit, man, like, oh, now you it. got me. <laughs> You're like, I was going to change the channel because I'm like, this is just metalcore. This is just metal, the same old metalcore. They're like, wait, Blast Beats. <laughs> oh. And then we got some other synth action going yeah, on too. Yeah, so. Okay, like Here we know, go. now now we're into full on medical territory though. Like <laughs> Now I can see what but, like when I heard this too, I was just like, man, like I I like this, but like I feel like in a way I shouldn't based off of like my past listening history, right? Like <laughs> I can see how this one's like tugging, like this one's like pulling you apart, right? It's like you're like, oh my gosh, this is so good, and the guy opens up like this, like this, and but it's so good, the synth and the things. And the... That's exactly how I felt. It's that is the embodiment of what was happening inside. Meanwhile, I'm over here like, 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 <laughs> smash that like button, ring that bell, ding, 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 ding. Yes, yes. So yes, act of denial. Go check them out. They're pretty cool. Sweet. So in the continuation of my little journey, I, I started just like throwing things on shuffle, you know, as I do when I try to discover things. And then this very like punkish song kind of came on. And I was like, did I like hit the wrong playlist? Like what happened here? So the band is Corrosion of Conformity. And I was like, dude, like, all right, this is very punk, like already, right? Like I'm feeling big time punk vibes from this, but it's like punk mixed with metal and in a way that I hadn't like heard in a while. And it feels like old school punk mixed with metal. So I didn't do any research on this band to see like how old they were or if it was like a new resurgence type thing you know people like retry the same thing 800 times and see if it works you know the fifth time yeah i didn't know if it was something like that but the song is called clean my wounds and from the beginning like you just hear like punk and then you hear like almost like mastodonish vocals come over it and you're like what's what what am i listening to and this was kind of like the, where i knew i was getting kind of lost in, in my in my quest right so like black Tally murder started me on the right thing and like i was now verging into a territory that i that i thought i knew 
but didn't really know and wasn't sure if I was going to like. So if you listen to the song from the beginning, you'll kind of you'll kind of get an idea of like where I'm coming from. Oh yeah, dude. Right? I'm like that guitar is... tone is total like offspring smash. Totally. <laughs> And I was like, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing here. But yeah, like, I don't hate it. <laughs> no, and that was the thing. <laughs> you know, so much like the last one was tugging to yours. I'm like, the last one, this one was tugging to mine too. I'm like, hmm. and I'm like, all right, this is like more punk, but I'm like, why is this on my metal list? Yeah, Corrosion of Conformity is kind of an interesting band. I think they've been around for a really long time, and I think they may have like changed their style a little bit over the years, but I don't know too much about them to, to really confirm that. But I always knew it, it was more towards like the punk or even like hardcore side of, of music. So. so so this is one that came on where, you know, after listening to something like Black Dahlia Murder, I'm like, what happened? Like, did they think yeah. I really needed a breather? You know? And, <laughs> yeah, and who again, knows? like, I wasn't sure if I liked it. So it was really weird. And this kind of, like, trended into my, like, weird journey. And the next the next track, like, took me off into, like, the wilderness. But we'll get into that after yours. Yeah. All right. Cool. So next on my list here, there isn't, like, a real sort of story with any of my bands. It's just stuff that, like, I've been listening to for different reasons, you know, trying to discover new bands or, you know, listening to bands that are related to another band that I like, you know, something like that. For the next couple of next three bands here, actually, I've kind of been doing research for Guitar Tone because I started guitar pre-production for my band Warsaid based in Wisconsin. So we've all in the band been talking a lot about it recently and trying to find like, you know, what's the type of sound that we're looking for. So one of the bands that I kind of stumbled across trying to find a good guitar tone is this black metal band. I think you pronounce it Uada or Uada. It's U-A-D-A. Not sure of the official pronunciation, but they've got an album called Cult of a Dying Sun. So we'll take a look at the title track. Hey, two title tracks in a row. Dang, man. <laughs> look at you. Look at that. So I had heard of this band before, but I hadn't really like listened to them. Like I've seen the name before and I knew they were black metal. So like this is kind of a gray area as far as like the underground corner type of band. But I figured I'd just kind of throw it in there as like one of the new ones I found. So we'll take a listen to Cult of a Dying Sun. Yeah, bring that death metal vibe. Wow, that it's one like, note. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's... I think what I really liked about this band is that, like, even for black metal, like, you can still hear everything relatively clearly. Like, the bass is there, the guitar's obviously there... The drums are mixed decently well for black metal, so like it's just it's kind of refreshing, and that's something I really come to appreciate in black metal. Yeah, man, you like the triple filtered vodka, right? Like, yeah, just slightly more refined, I guess. <laughs> you like the spaghetti where you can taste the meatball? There we go. <laughs> and I also just like this riff, the way. 
everything's kind of structured here does remind me of, of some of the Warsade stuff that we have. So this was kind of like a starting point for me as far as like my guitar tone journey. There you go. I, I can I can see very much how, you know, Warsade very much fits like the bill for this, right? Like this is very much like a, okay, yeah, similar, you know, a similar type of song structure, like tone would be something like, okay, well, if I start with something like this, like a good foundation, especially for something that's mixed well too, right? Like you said, mm-hmm. it's kind of a rarity that you find this stuff. So it's like, okay, since I've mixed it well, I can really at least kind of get these notes. I can, I can pick out what I need to, like this would be a good thing to kind of emulate or match. Yeah, for sure. So that band's really cool. I checked out the full album, Cult of a Dying Sun. Really awesome. Highly recommend it unpopular opinion on me like i'm not a big fan of you know snare hits all the time with blast beats you mean very much so yes blast beats and snare hits yeah i'm, I'm not a huge fan it's all good <laughs> you know it's it's funny because i remember seeing different bands and different techniques and some of them are like you know really light you know touches especially when they get into the blast beats because like they can barely like you know like they're focusing so much on the legs that they can barely keep the hand work up. But then there are other ones who are like super loud in your face, you know, snare hits. And I'm like, okay, dude, I am just getting drowned out by like, and I'm like, yeah, I will admit on this album that is a lot of that, like the snare is very prominent. There's a lot of hard hits on, on the blasts. So I can definitely see how that can, it can be kind of tiresome as a listener. But now that you say it, I do, I hadn't thought about it before. But I do tend to appreciate where it's like not always like that consistent, right? One way or the other. Like if you can change it up a little bit, like if you want to, yeah, like if you want to maybe accent like some something on your snare during the blast, that would be cool. And you can like play that around with some accents on your cymbals wherever you're at. Like that would be really cool. I don't think I've heard too much of that yet. Usually the snare is pretty consistent with black metal blasts. But, you, you know, I think we've talked about like drummers and having to keep time, right? Like how traditionally mm-hmm. like drummers, that, that is one of the, the roles, right? He's like, you are keeping time, right? Mm-hmm. To be consistent as a drummer is something that's like highly desired and something that you work for over and over, you know, years and years of practice. And I mm-hmm. think, you know, when you get into flavors of things that are so fast where they start blending together, it's like you still need something to ground you. So I think a lot of times like the snare is the natural fallback to that. But it's, yep. it's a reason that I like bands like Lamb of God, like and Chris Adler and other drummers who, you know, they can still find ways to keep time. But by, like you said, accenting it or mixing it up or, you know, adding fills, adding this, adding anything to break up the monotony that feels like here's the metronome in the background for this track for, you know, mm-hmm. a full 10 seconds before we switch to something else. Yeah. Put that in your little note section. Be like, mm-hmm, write that mm-hmm. down for my, my thing. Yes, if anything, just turn down the, the, the volume on your snare. Like, just <laughs> that mix down just a tad. <laughs> Get more listeners like Adam who are not your target audience. But, you know, whatever. Yeah, it's all good. It's all good. All right, so back over to your side, my man. So this is where my list went into, like, crisis overload territory I have, I have not been, you know, before. And territory that I was like, I kind of like where this is going. Like, I, I like the vibe that this is giving off but this is i am so far like i am not in kansas anymore at all right especially for like the music i listen to right we talked about like punk we talked about you know some metalcore stuff so you can tell like i'm I'm pretty much on the tame side of things so then the song from ghost came up and i know ghost is traditionally like satanic you know kind of kind of band and i was like you know you know you, you can you can say what you want right and they've got some culty tones for sure for sure and like they got the, the vibe right they have the the persona and the stage performance type thing going on with it too and you know like me being raised like, you know, Christian was, was a was a thing. You know, it happened. <laughs> it happened. <laughs> <laughs> 
And like, I, I'm a very big proponent and I teach this to my kids too. I was like, I'm like, you can believe whatever you want to believe. I want to teach you how to, you know, interpret data and interpret facts and interpret, you know, whatever's given to you and to objectively look at it. So as long as you can do that, whatever you want to, whatever you want to believe, as long as you're doing that, I don't care. So I very much like turned the corner from, you know, my, my, my upbringing into, into the land that's most, you know, I don't want to say anything that would offend any of my family members or anything like that. But like, I'm not the person I was when I was a kid. Sure. So, so me listening sense. to this was kind of like, all right, all right like I, I, I get this. Like I'm not on that level. You know, I didn't, I didn't like do the full 180, but I'm like, I appreciate music for what it is. And I, I appreciate people's beliefs for what they are. You know, like I, I think it's come to lend me to be a very accepting person in that, like whatever you want to believe is your, is your business. As long as you are not trying to push that on me, you know, indoctrinate me into whatever, or like try to bring me into like, I, I'm okay with that, right? You do you, I'll do me. Like, that's the thing. As long as we don't hurt each other, like we're fine, right? Like as society, yeah. we can move on together. As long as we don't blind ourselves to, you know, the facts and science and, you know, whatever, you know, affecting each other's human beings. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> wow. We're getting there. We're getting that. there. <laughs> I know, man. I'm trying to stay away from it. So, so Ghost Year Zero came on. And did you ever watch the, the film Rosemary's Baby? No. I feel like you might have asked me this before, though. Okay. So we all know that I have like an irrational fear of like demonic possession slash whatever movies, right? Like anything that's non supernatural. Exactly. Supernatural kind of stuff. I, I don't fuck with that. That, that is not <laughs> in my, in my, my cup of tea at all. So ghost coming on is kind of like, all right, I, I've watched Rosemary's Baby. I know the, the idea of, you know, like the rebirth of, you know, the devil and all this kind of stuff. So when the song year zero came on, I'm like, okay, I know what year zero means. I know what that's all about. And I know what ghost is all about. And the song came on. I'm like, all right, I'm getting very much like Omen Rosemary's Baby vibes from the song but i like it i enjoy what's happening here. like this is good and like, i should be scared but it's <laughs> exciting this is this is good i'm into this so from the beginning you know it starts off really slow so you can play it and i'll, and I'll keep talking but it's very much like you know you get into like the chanting and very much like i'm like all right this is like church bell like type you know hymn chanting stuff i'm like i'm feeling the omen i'm feeling up but i'm like Yes, I remember this song now. It's been a long time since I heard it, but I totally remember this one. But I was like, this is good. Like, talk about setting a vibe and rolling with it. So simple too, right? Just a little guitar, you know? I'm like, man, like how far have I strained from the path, right? Like you know, when we talk about that, like, yeah. this is where I knew, like, I'm like, all right, I am in a place right now in my <laughs> musical journey, in my life journey, whatever it is. I'm right. This is very, you know, like, like I said, it's been a month. So yeah. when I was here, I'm like, I've hit something. <laughs> but like, when you look at it, like from a musical standpoint right like what's ha what's actually going on like compositionally you're just like wow that's like really interesting and it, it has a this cool effect it sounds good it's well produced like you can't be mad at it <laughs> no and 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 that's kind of you know like a lot of this has been like tearing me apart right like you're tearing me apart lisa lisa you know yes. <laughs> so much of my my first three picks have been like tearing apart the of you know like my traditional type things like one side pulling on the other yeah and i was like i think this was like the breaking point right like for me to be like wow like i have you know officially ripped open you know like i was gonna say burying my soul you know because that's like very like 
<laughs> uh, but you know, like that's what I felt when I when I listened to this song three times in a row. <laughs> you know, you did a double encore. Oh yeah, I did because Dang. I was like, and and it was I was I was in a zone because I was working at the time. And when I listened to it, I'm like, this is different. And I was like, I looked at the the artist and I was like, okay. And I listened to it again. I'm like, I need more of that. Like, it was just like the right tone to keep me going. Right. Sure. And then realizing, you know, what you've done, you know, you're like, I listened to this song three times and I would have never, ever, ever listened to this song if I was half the age that I am now. There, if you want to feel really old, like, let me take you back to half the age that I was and I would still be driving a car. You know, I was going to bypass it, but since you went there, (laughs) while we were listening to the song just now, I was thinking to myself, like, one, I'm pretty sure this is the first time we featured Ghost on the show. This isn't a band I have. I have not been crazy about this band at all. Like, I just think they were too, they weren't as hard or heavy sounding, right, as as they perceived themselves to be. I get that. So, like, it felt like every time I would listen to him, I was just constantly being let down because, like, I would be getting tricked by the imagery, thinking it's going to be something better or I have a different idea of it. Right. And it doesn't fulfill that. And then I automatically think, oh, well, this is crap. And like you said, exactly. Like, if I was any younger, like, I would not be listening to this band. But as I get older, I'm appreciating simplicity. As there's something the finer about things it. in life are some of the most simple, like well exe- yes. executed stuff is better than, oh my God, we're so yeah. old. I know. And I didn't think that I was going to get to this point in my life, but apparently just had to wait till I was 33. Everything's always <laughs> going downhill then, man. I, I, I think that's the breaking point. I don't want to see it as a breaking point, though. I want to see it as like turning point. At, a turning point. I think, like, I'm trying to, like, view this from the lens of, like, my own music creation, right? Like, most of the music I've tried coming up with or have come up with, like, is technical in a lot of ways. And I feel like I can see where, like, I'm overdoing it. And, like, now that I'm listening to a lot more music that's, like, toned back a little bit in a lot of cases and is more simple, like Omnium Gatherum, for instance, like, they're not a complicated band at all, but, like, what they do is amazing. And I'm like, shit, I can do that all day. Like, why don't I just do that? I, I, I think, you know, everyone gets bogged down and, like, and wanting to be, like, the best at something, right? The best at one particular thing, like, oh, I want to have the best this. And then other, you know, people get bogged down. It's like, oh, I want to have the best of all these things. And it's like, you're not taking a step back and looking at the whole picture, right? It's not like I want to have the best this, you know, album or whatever, right? Or the best, you know, composition. Like It's more like I want to have the best guitar tone or I want to be- have the best guitar solo or I want to have the best, you know, rhythm or I want whatever, right? It's all individual pieces. And gosh, like, if you want to talk about getting really old you start talking about project management and dealing with you know cross-functional teams and say like you know what like every team can be amazing right and they can all be the the expert in their craft but if they don't all come together and say like how do we all work together to deliver a great product it's never going to work oh my god i'm a project manager dude but you really nailed it though like if you because that's literally like how a band works right like all of the instrumentalists coming together being like how do we make this work (laughs) i see man i've been perfectly happy being an individual contributor like i'm perfectly happy in my little wheelhouse right that's that's where i that's where where i want to stay i never want to manage people never ever 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 i'm on i'm on tape saying this and this is for the record like i never want to do it ever (laughs) oh that's funny that's funny all right so i think we're back over to my side right All right, so I've got to cue this one up here. So let me talk about this band. Let's see if I can multitask. Let's see if I can do this. So moving away from Uwada or Uwada, however you pronounce that, um, there's another black metal band. Was it like you, 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 
I don't, I don't know. know. Oh, yeah. Alanis Stephen Morissette. Alanis I know Morris. you're talking oh, about. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know why I know that? It's because growing up, when right around the time we got our, yeah, right around the time we got our N64, right? My sister had recently got like two albums. One of them was Alanis Morissette. So anytime we played Super Mario 64, we were listening to one of two albums, one of which was Alanis Morissette. So it's hard for me to dissociate Alanis Morissette and Super Mario 64. And Super Mario just came out with the All-Stars edition, like the re-release of all games, Super Mario 64, Sunshine, and Galaxy on the Switch. Oh, dang. Okay. I have been neglecting to pre-order that or, well, I mean, it's out now, so I wouldn't pre-order, but I've been neglecting to order it because of, you know, like the current game that we're involved in, which I'll get to and wrap up. But yeah, man, I, I feel you, right? Like that takes you back. Yeah. All right. So getting back over to my black metal here, the band I want to highlight here is called MGLA, but the L is like a special character. It's got like a little slash through it. I thought that was a bug on my screen, to be honest. No, no. Um, I don't actually know what any of that means. They're kind of an interesting band. I like what they do musically. I don't like the people individually. We can get more into that later. But they're they're kind of a questionable band as, as far as like individuals go. But they make good music. So they released an album not too long ago called Exercises in Futility. And they didn't really name the tracks on this album per se. It's just the album title and then roman numerals for each of the tracks so it's like exercises in futility one and then exercises in futility two i don't know i've seen bands do this i think insomnium actually did it on one of theirs or but they did like part one part two something like that anyway it's a thing whatever i want to take a look at exercises in futility three this was another band that my bandmates and i are kind of looking at as far as guitar tone goes we're not looking for something overly polished um but like slightly dirty but in a way kind of controlled so We'll take a look here at about 20 seconds in. So the character is the I-bar, also known as Bard I, a letter of the mm-hmm. Latin alphabet formed from I or I with the addition of a bar. Oh, so it's M-G-I-A, hmm. not L-A. Correct. See, I In learned the international new. phonetic alphabet, it is used to per- represent a close central unrounded vowel. I'm putting this in the chat. It's just straight from Wikipedia, so it's it's truth. I'm trying to remember what I learned in my linguistics class when I took German, when I was going to college okay. for German. Here we go, here we go. So if we want to do that, hold on, I need to listen to this track before we before we get into this next part. Yeah. Oh, sorry, we're back with the blast again. Yeah, so <laughs> I picked a good time for me to, <laughs> to chime in. I missed miss the good parts. So, so in American linguistic tradition... It is used to represent the weak vowel heard in the second syllable of roses when distinct from rosas. Uh, 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 roses. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I had to pronounce that whole band name. <laughs> there we go. Or I could just have it speak it. I think that would also also be a thing. Ooh, th- that would be interesting. Let's go ahead and pause it then and see what. Uh... I don't know if I have my my system sounds piped into that, but let me let me see if I can Ooh. do some some speaking okay. here. Let's say, oh well, that was useless. Oh well, and it says just M G E A. M G E A. Yeah, so so that's not correct. Oh gosh, that's good. That's good. 
Yep. All right. So, yeah. So I'm looking at that band as kind of like some inspiration for guitar tone. So I'm not sure if you were paying attention too much, but it's a little bit harsher, a little bit more grating in a way, I guess you could say. There's like a lot of high frequencies, which is totally cool. It's pretty typical of black metal. And I'm totally open to trying to like experiment with like different sounds too, trying to get away from my sort of normal wheelhouse of tones. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, I don't think I've really, I, like, I, I know what your your self-titled project, you know, guitar tone was like. I, I could pin you there for your power metal tones, right? Like, mm-hmm. I, I got that one. But I, I haven't fucked around much with, you know, your Warsade tones, right? To, to get too much into that. Yeah. So I feel like our last album isn't a really good representation of that for reasons. But, I mean... That's why you release more albums, right? Like Exactly, exactly. <laughs> that's why you do what another band that I'm going to feature does, you know. And, uh... <gasps> yeah. All right, hey. so let's talk about your band. There we go. Thanks for that segue. No worries, no worries. So I'll, I'll jump ahead to that band since we just talked about it. So in, in my in my quest, which I had, you know, completely gone off the rails at this point, right? Like, I'm like, I'm in a place where I, I you know, I, I don't mind being, but it's like I need to ground myself at some point where like I, I was I was at a place in my life where it's like I needed to, to hold on to what... I knew at the time, right? Like I had gotten so wrapped up in something else that I needed to ground myself on what I still was, right? Or to see if that even was still a thing. Oh my gosh, this is deep. So It is deep. I know. So In Flames released a re-recorded version of Clayman. And In Flames is, is a band that, you know, I, I listened to in my early metalcore days. And I didn't get into them until, you know, what was it? Reroute to Remain. And when I got into them, you know, Clayman was the album before that. So when I listened to that, it was like a, just a little too raw. So I'm like, all right, well, I like In Flames now. Like, I definitely like In Flames. Like, the whole arcade album that they did of their their, their last album was like one of my favorite go-to things when I'm feeling video game vibes. So when they released this re-recorded, you know, Clayman album, I'm like, well, this is probably going to be pretty good. So the whole album is just a re-release, but then they have re-recorded versions of these songs. And that's controversial in the in the aspect that In Flames now is not In Flames as it used to be, right? Like people, people grow, people change, you know, tones change, whatever. So a lot of people are like, I don't know if I really even like this re-recorded version. It's not why I got into In Flames. Like, heck man, if you've ever seen them live, they can barely pronounce their own name when they introduce themselves. Like, hey, where are In Flames? Yes. <laughs> because, you know, it doesn't, <laughs> doesn't translate well, you know, to, to them. Yeah. But Clayman re-recorded, I listened to it. I'm like, okay, this is, this is the comfort food for me. Right. This is my biscuits and gravy. So biscuits and gravy sounds good. Clayman re-recorded. If we listen to that from the beginning, like it's all the reasons I kind of got into In Flames. Right. It starts off kind of weird. And you're like, mm, OK, metalcore vibes, feeling it, you know, totally feeling it. And it's it's very much like, you know, their original version, but just polished. But the vocals is where it really changes, right? It's, it's very much, that's usually what happens, right? People, you know, their voices change. Guitar tone can change, you know, but guitars still sound like guitars. Voices, since they're muscles... I've always liked inflamed vocals, so don't shit on them for me right now. I mean, I don't hate it. I think it definitely sounds like a vocalist going back to older stuff after he's had years of practice. Correct. <laughs> Here's how I can do this 
track eight times without blowing out my vocal cords. How does that work for you? Yeah, how do you like them Adam's apples? <laughs> nice, nice one. Nice one. I, I did that tweak midway, like as I was starting to say I, it, I was like, oh, I can tweak this. <laughs> I am so adding that quote right now. How do you like them Adam's apples? Them. It's them with a D. Them Adam. Oh, gotcha. Adam's apples. By Steve. Done. <laughs> nice. I love that. So this is like, this is the way for me to get back to like, all right, this is comfortable, right? This is stuff I've listened to. This is stuff I know. This is like, like I said, my biscuits and gravy. I'm starting to now bring myself back to like, is this still the person who I am? And the answer to that is maybe after listening to this, right? Like, <laughs> like is that this thing's a journey? Still don't know. <laughs> I still don't know, right? So it was kind of like a maybe, I guess so. So back to you, and then we'll finish on my story in the, in the next segment. Sweet, sweet. No, you got two more. Oh, anyway, there's we'll a happy there. ending, Steve. Come on now. Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. All right. Moving on. So in my guitar tone quest here, the last band I want to feature is called Falls of Rao Rose. I found out about them, uh, I don't know, a number of years ago when I was still living in Wisconsin. One of my bandmates showed them to me. Really awesome. Another black metal band. They're kind of atmospheric, I guess you could say in a way, but they're not atmospheric in the way of like uh, building up an atmosphere with like synthesizers. Because I feel like a lot of times with atmospheric black metal, like they rely a lot on the synthesizers. This band doesn't do that so much. They use their guitars and effect pedals to kind of help create that atmosphere, which is really cool. So I'm going to take a look at the track called Weapons of Refusal off of the album Patterns in Mythology. Get ready for the blast beats. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. It's okay. I'll, I'll, I'll look past it. I just really dig this riff. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Like that, that riff isolated almost sounds like an intro to kind of like a Star Wars thing. Almost. Yeah, I could totally hear it. So, like, even though he's doing a blast beat, I feel like there's a bit of a groove behind it that you can kind of feel, like, going on between, like, the bass drum and the cymbals. I, yeah, like, again, I don't want to dig too much on my, my hate of blast beats, but, like, you just got to give me more, right? Like, yeah, you can't be yeah, focusing yeah. on two parts and, and neglect the other six that are on your kit, you know? Like, yeah. I get that you've got two hands and two feet, you know? I, I get that. <laughs> But, you know, at least for more than six seconds, you know, or less than six seconds, you got to vary it up for me. Yeah. And again, if it's mixed properly, like, I'm all for a grounding, you know, like double bass beat or a grounding snare. Like, I'm all for that, like, as your groove track, right? Or as yeah. your, you know, your bass, you know, metronome, right? Whatever you mm -hmm. want it to be. Yeah. And this is one of the things we talked about when we were talking about mixing, right? Like, I think, you know, my approach to mixing has always been like, okay, what's the groove track and mix that first, right? And then mix everything else around that. And, you know, going back to, you know, black metal kind of, you know, 
ragging on them a little bit is like cool so snare and I'm like, no, man. <laughs> how about no <laughs> please no <laughs> and you know snare is a great in- you know it's, it's a great instrument on its own right it's a great piece of the kit but it's like it can't be your focal point you know like i say that as it can't be your focal point but like it can be there to ground you but it can't be the driving force of like everything because it's so harsh right unless you tone it down a lot in which case it's just kind of like muffled right because the snare is meant to be like a hard hit right like as you talked about like variations in snare hard hit soft hit you know like whatever you want to do like don't give me like 50 hard hits and then a rim shot like i don't i don't want that like that's not (laughs) it's not what i'm asking for (laughs) (laughs) no man i totally hear you and that's a a totally valid point and i think like after we had that conversation about mixing and like you were talking about you know the groove track and building a mix around that like i knew that's a thing like producers do and like I've kind of been working on some other music projects the past month or so. So like I kind of started doing that. And for some reason, like it just seemed to click more. I was just like, oh my gosh, this makes so much more sense. You find that one instrument you want to be like your foundation, right? You get that sounding perfect. And then you build everything else around it instead of trying to like have everything on at the same time and be like, how do I make this work? (laughs) You're building a house, bro. You got to start with the foundation start with the foundation. So I am constantly learning in my music production journey. So thank you. (laughs) No problem. I I cannot take credit for that. That was a lynda.com course. So thank you, lynda.com for teaching me new things. But I still, it still didn't sink in until you, after talking to you about it. So (laughs) okay. you didn't have to pay lynda.com, lynda.com, not a sponsor of the podcast. (laughs) No. (laughs) So, Uh, okay. Over to you. I, I, I was lost. Then I am found. Let's bring it full circle to Christian Gospels. I needed something. I needed a cool drink of water. Like I, I needed that. And in Flames, the re-recorded version kind of got me close. But I needed something that was like the brofist moment of like my <laughs> my kind of like culmination of music, right? Or like my my coming into being of music. So for me, that's metalcore. And I was kind of reminded of this track from Killswitch Engage off their latest album, which is called Signal Fire. And for those who don't know, Killswitch Engage started with a lead vocalist, Jesse. And Jesse left after the first two albums and was replaced by Howard Jones. And Howard was an amazing vocalist, brought this whole new like energy to the band, like still kind of kept it metalcore, but like brought a different flavor, but everything about it was still Killswitch. And it was great. And they released like four albums with Howard. And then Howard had to leave for health reasons. And then they were left with kind of like this vacancy and like, who do we go to fill Howard's shoes? Because Howard was such an influential part of the band, like such a big part. And Killswitch being the awesome band that they are, they brought back Jesse, right? Like they just like, hey, you know what? We have two albums with this guy. Like he's worked out his stuff. We worked out our stuff. Like let's come together and see if we can, you know, reignite some sparks, right? So they do that. They release two albums and it's amazing, right? It's it's Kill Switch like it never skipped a beat. But then the ultimate thing that they do is in their latest album, they do a track where they bring back Howard to do guest <laughs> vocals. So Howard and Jesse, like this is all of the kill switch like that you love combined into one thing. And like I said, there's that ultimate bro fist moment where in the music video, which is where I got this song stuck in my head because I watched the music video again, they fist bump in oh, the middle shoot. of the song. Yeah. And I am so for it like it was everything i needed to say like you know what like you still like what you like you listen to all this other cool stuff you know that introduced you to all these different sounds you thought you were losing yourself but no like you still have it it's still you you can still like other things but kills which engage signal fire 40 seconds in you get some jesse you know like leads and jesse's a great you know like lead vocalist and some clean vocals there but then you have howard come in for the second verse and just 
I want to like bang yes. my fist, like fist pump in the air so freaking much. Jersey Shore style up here. Like oh I just want gosh. to <laughs> oh, no. pound the ceiling out so uh, freaking good. All right. Shall we play this? Yes. Cool. Talk about some double bass. But like Jesse's got great clean vocals and so does Howard, right? But at this moment in the video, it comes <laughs> out. Yes. Yes. Like you see Howard, you're like, wait a minute, is that Howard? What's he doing? <laughs> yeah, wait a minute, is that? Everything I want. I am here for this. You know, I do remember seeing this music video when it came out, and it did get me thinking more about, like, why don't we have more, like, more than one vocalist in the band, right? Like, like just vocalist, not playing guitar or some other instrument, right? Like, Straight what if up, had where two... are the multi-vocalist bands? Yeah, like, think not of how much... Not backing vocals, like, like, not like, you know, like, side Yeah, not ba- Yeah, not, nothing on the side, like, two lead vocalists. Like, we have, we do that with guitars, right? Like, we have two, like, lead guitarists, essentially, right? They'll trade off rhythm parts. Why can't we do that for vocalists? You're echoing, echoing all of the YouTube comments on this video, by the way. Because really? <laughs> straight up, I, I went to this, you know, as like in, in my moment of, you know, like a journey, right? In, in this journey that was going on, I went to this and I looked at the YouTube comments, which is usually a thing you don't do, right? They Everyone tells you, you know, advises against that. I went and I looked at the YouTube comments and like, oh my gosh, I'm here for the fist bump. I'm here for, you know, Howard's scream. Like I'm here for, you know, the the trade-off. Like I'm here for that. I was like, why can't Killswitch just have two vocalists, right? Like why can't they do that? This song works so freaking well. And also, you know, like they have the double bass going in the back. They have Adam on guitar, you know, like tearing it up. Like this song was everything I needed to kind of like bring me back, right? To say like, you know what? Like at, at my heart, this is what I know and love. And this song, as you can tell, like I was super amped for every time I listened to it. I'm like, this is me to a T, right? Metalcore is me. Like I know that's my life. Yeah. And this defines it. So nice. It's a good song. That whole album's really good too. Oh, so uh, all right, so back over to my side here. I've got one more band here that would have normally fallen into the underground corner because I had not heard of them before. They came up on my Spotify Discover Weekly playlist. The band is called Memories of Old, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give too much away because I don't know too much about the band, I guess. So I'm not gonna say what genre it is, but they're called Memories of Old. The song is called Land of Ixia, X-I-A. And this is off of the album, The Land of Ixia. I did three for three, man. Dude, it's a trifecta of title tracks. Like, I know we've been waiting. I didn't even see that coming. Oh my gosh. (laughs) We've been waiting for the trifecta of, you know, like artist album track you know we've been waiting for that but oh my gosh we've hit three title tracks by one host it's a milestone this is definitely a milestone we'll have to celebrate somehow i guess i don't know let's just listen to the track how about that i see you so like yeah i'm gonna like it I mean, don't twist my arm or anything. Yeah, like... It's just like... I think I know why this one popped up on my Discover Weekly playlist. 
as we'll see in the next <laughs> my next fan that I choose or that I'm going to showcase. This is, I mean, it's just classic like symphonic power metal, man. Like you can't go wrong. Got some synth lead action. Yeah, man. I was just gonna say they they hooked you with the synth too, didn't they? As soon as they brought that in, you were you were done. This is like Rhapsody, aka Rhapsody of Fire, like all over again. <laughs> We're gonna get some vocals. Alright, alright. Doesn't that sound like the guy from Majestica? <laughs> yeah! <laughs> it <right>? totally does! <laughs> this is the feel good track, right? Like. Exia, okay, come on, come on, come on. We we can't gloss past that. <laughs> I feel like your your American linguistics or your you know Chinese linguistics uh, for XIA are a little off there. Maybe fantasy yeah. linguistics are totally different. Maybe we're just overlooking you know like Elvish yeah, pronunciation. Maybe, maybe I don't know. What does the Lord of the Rings extended edition have to say about XIA? What Ooh. does that have to say, Steve? Ooh, that's a good question. I wouldn't... I'm not that... F <laughs> I'm not a true fan. <laughs> uh, so, funny you mentioned Majestica, right? <gasps> because after this this journey that I went through, right, of, you know, going into to Dark Waters, which is kind of what I do, right? Like, you go into the pool and you come out and you're like, okay, well, I need to, like, relax and dry off or... <laughs> you know, stick to something comforting, right? And this is today, mind you, right? Like I needed a feel-good track. And I was like, you know what? We're recording tonight. Like I have to bring something different to the table. And I was going through it and I was just like coming up empty, man. I'm like, there's nothing I want to listen to. There's nothing I want to feature. And I scrolled past this band. I shit you not three different times saying like, I can't choose that. I can't choose that. Like we just featured that band not too long ago. Steve loves this band. It is not mine to pick, right? But Majestica, I turned it on. The album. Yes, and I felt so good. After right, I you can't on. like that's exactly how I get with it too. It's just like you know what, having a shitty day, put on Majestica. You're gonna feel great. And that, take two of these and call me in the morning. <laughs> man, I, I listened to two tracks of Majestica and I was feeling right as rain. Oh my gosh, man! So we featured Above the Sky, which is the first track on the album, right? So I'm like, well, I can't do that again. So I picked the second track, which is just as freaking good. <laughs> Right, right. They're all good. It's so amazing. Ah. So Rising Tide off of Majestica's album, like this was like the feel good music that I needed, right? I'd been through this journey. Like I didn't know what else I was going to try to listen to. And I needed something in the moment that was just like an uplifting, good power metal, like amazing song. And Majestica is what brought it home for me. Nice. Getting hooked by the guitars. So power metal vocals, like you just want to sing along the whole time. I do. <laughs> I felt so bad because my teenager was behind me. You know, she's like got you know class meetings all day long because they're doing the whole distance learning thing. And I'm sitting yeah. here with my like noise canceling headphones on, and I'm humming like the the lyrics to this like <laughs> completely. Out of nowhere, right? She's probably like, oh my god, what is my dad doing? This is ridiculous. Dad is such a dork. So annoying. <laughs> it's 
such an old man. Lightning strikes when you're Dang it, man, I feel so happy now. I know. Then the rising tide. And like the lyrics are so upbeat and so like out there, just like completely out there, like over the top power metal type lyrics, right? And I'm like, I love every minute of this. This is Ah, uh, yes. So I think it's on the third track on this album, Rat Pack. I read the lyrics to this that song, and it is really funny. I don't know if you have or not. I've listened to a couple, like, like you catch the lyrics, you know, when you're listening to it and you're so focused on following tone that you listen to the lyrics and you're like, wait, what did you just say? Yeah. Oh, they're totally making fun of power metal right now. Like, this is almost like a parody band, right? Yeah, yeah. They're, so in that song, The Rat Pack, they're basically talking about, like, going out to, like, a club or something, right? Like, he's got, like, his, what he calls the metal horde, just like your posse or your group, yes. right? The metal horde. I think it's so good, first of all. But then, like, getting confronted by all these, like, freaking rich kids, like, you know, they're just, like, spending money on their dad's credit card, like, whatever. There's one line where they're, like... Something about, like, being mad that, like, your hair is made of goo and not of metal. <laughs> not of goo? <laughs> is that... Okay, so when I was listening to this, I was like, all right, like, all these songs are good and I could pick so many. And there's one where, like, he does this really high, like, squeal kind of, like, in in the middle of it. I want to even say it's the Rat Pack one. Maybe, maybe it's I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, I wait for that every single time because they build up to it and it's just... It's so ridiculous. They have stuff about, you know, like current affairs, you know, they have stuff about politics. They have stuff about everything. And I'm just they like, got in the first track above the sky, there's one verse where it's talking literally about the song structure, like the chord <laughs> progression and then moving into a different bridge and <laughs> like this and that. It's just like, what? I just and there's one about Father Time, like having to kill Santa. Oh, yes, <laughs> like, it's yes. so out there, but it's so good. It works uh, so well. And and this was like the thing that, you know, made my day and prepped me enough to be able to come to this podcast and say, like, I listened to Majestica today and I feel amazing. <laughs> yes, yes. All right. So last one on my side here that will round out the main topic for tonight. There is one band that I have been featuring a lot recently, and they released a new album recently. And I wanted to especially feature it because a special someone got me this album on vinyl. And oh, shucks. It's great. I love it. The band is Unleash the Archers. I've been listening to them so much lately. I actually made a playlist on Spotify called From Apex to Abyss, and it's both albums back to back. And uh. I, have to I have to tell you, listening to that while playing Elite Dangerous is one of the coolest experiences, dude. It is That's crazy. so good. So off of their latest album, Abyss, we're going to take a look at the track called Faster Than Light. I'm so pumped. <laughs> Keep the power metal going. <laughs> Wait for it. <laughs> ah, dude. Brittany slays. Yes. Yes. So this album, right? I listened to this album so many times and when I saw that they had the vinyl available in special, you know, pressing and I was like 
Steve's birthday is coming up. And then I had to like make up a story to see if you had already gotten this for yourself. So I'm like, all right, like what can I do to convince Steve that I'm looking for vinyl to see what vinyl he has without blatantly asking him what vinyl he has? So then I asked if he had spare vinyl that you would be willing to part with because I was trying to spin up my own vinyl set and you're like, like what like records that I want to give away? And I'm like, yeah, like what records do you have, you know? Like, <laughs> Uh, I do so very much appreciate your attempt. It was really funny. <laughs> I love like, it. What is he even talking about? Uh, and then like, I was like, yeah, oh, BT-dubs, could... you're going to get something in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> Check <A> LOL. <laughs> oh, it was so good. Yes. But, like, I think it was really funny because when I talked to you about this album, you know, because when it came out, I think we both listened to it back to front, you know, at least twice. And you're like, you know, like, I don't know about the album, right? And it's really funny that you say you made the playlist as a continuation from Apex to Abyss because they mention that in the lyrics, right? And when you think about it, right, like the song, um, I want to say it's Abyss, right? It, it actually talks about, you know, the mountains being replaced, like being thrown out of the place that you were in into this new place and not knowing where you are and all this kind of stuff, like thrown into the future almost. And that so matches how they went from the last album to this album. And I remember I sent it to you, I'm like, this is an album, right? It's a story, right? Like it takes you from beginning to end, a continuation from the last album, which was all based in like, you know, kind of like medieval, you know, like times. And now you're in the future and you're talking all about that. Songs are abyss, faster than light, you know, like all these futuristic things. I'm like, they did such a good job. And when you take that into consideration, again, stepping back, looking at the whole product, I was like, A plus, good job. You deserve all the money. I'm going to buy your, your vinyl and send it to a friend because I can't listen to it on vinyl and I want to pay you more money than this. <laughs> Have you seen any of like the YouTube videos Brittany Slays has done, like breaking down each track as like what the story's about? No, I've watched like the, you know, like reaction videos and the music videos, but I haven't seen like Brittany Slays actually talking about like the songs. Yeah, she breaks down the entire story. It's a fantastic story it's amazing so Such homework a... for you yep well i mean like yeah yeah i think it's on it's def i'm pretty sure it's definitely like on the unleash the archers youtube channel or if not it's on napalm amazing <sighs> so yeah i've been listening to tons of unleash the archers and i kind of made my rounds through some black metal and some other stuff and then yeah just been listening to more unleash the archers <laughs> Yeah, and just wrap that, you know, with Unleash the Archers, like a sandwich, you know, Unleash the Archers, yeah. you know, some other ingredients, and then Unleash the Archers. Started off with Apex, all that stuff in the middle, and then end it with Abyss. There you go, there you go. All right, so I think that's it for at yes. least our, our music catch-up. I think it was a good catch-up. There's a lot yeah. for us to catch up on. Yes. And I think we both both kind of went through journeys, and it was kind of very interesting. You got the sandwich analogy, I got my whole identity crisis going on, like, it's a, it's a good time. Good stuff. So... In a little bit of wrap-up, we have to talk about something. Yes, we do. I, I have a problem. We all know this. And the problem is headphones. So... Tell me what happened. Do you want to take a gander <laughs> at how many headphones I have purchased in the last month? If you have to set up that question, I'm scared. <laughs> I know, right? Like, I, I'm actually asking, like, a quantity. How many do you think I've purchased? And I gave you a time span, which is in a month. How many headphones do you think I have purchased in a month? So I'm assuming more than two. More than two. More than three? More than three. Dear God, more than five? 
Less, well, equal to five. Equal to five. Okay. Wow. Five. That's like more than one a week, dude. So here's the thing, man. They're not for me. Okay. That's what makes this story so weird, right? You're my sponsor and I'm bearing my soul to you, right? That you, yeah, you're supposed you to need... keep me from falling off the wagon, right? You have to sell and me I didn't on consult this. <laughs> you. I didn't consult you before I bought these headphones, right? No. The thing is, my kids have gone back to school, right? They're doing all remote learning which means that they are in an open space together, you know, because their rooms are pretty cramped, right? And it's hard to do, you know, work like in the room. Like I want them to have a place where they can sit. And the rooms that we're in in this house are small, so I can't like afford like or fit a desk in all of this. So we have my desk area, which is in the open loft, and they have their desk area, which is also in the open loft. So naturally, with all of them in meetings all day, right, on computers, like they need a way to listen to this that's not through the speakers. They need headphones. Now, so. daddy's got headphones to spare. Let's let's be honest here. Let's put that out on the table now. Like, daddy's got <laughs> headphones. Daddy can provide with headphones. Oh, I don't want to make this sound weird, but like, you know, I have headphones. I have spare headphones that I can supply. But I wanted ones that were going to be suitable for my kids, right? No secret. I have a little bit of hearing loss. I'm, I'm 100% certain from listening to very loud music as a kid, from going into concerts and like attending loud, you know, drag races and NASCAR races, you know, without the proper ear protection. It was a thing, you know, it was like mm-hmm. when you're a kid in the nineties and your dad was into muscle cars, like this is what you did, right? Like we went out to the desert yeah. and we like ruined our hearing. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to do the same thing to my kids, right? My, my whole thing is like, I want to, I want them to learn from my mistakes or I want to at least set them up for success and not make the same mistakes or have the same things happen to them that happened to me that I regret later in life. Big thing. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to get them headphones. I wanted to get them headphones that were suited for children and at least volume limited so they wouldn't like blow out their eardrums if they accidentally turned it up too high. Yeah. So I bought two pairs of kids headphones for my youngest kids, right? Okay. That's where the two come in, right? We get those headphones. Those headphones were... They were horrible headphones. <laughs> oh my gosh. Worst. I hated them. They were meant for kids, but they were awkward. The Bluetooth was limited. Like they could only pair to one device and like it was spotty and the, the the drivers were like really bad. Like I listened to them and it wasn't great at all. Right. So I was really upset with those. And turns out that they were like on the verge of creating like a brand new headphone. So hmm. then they released the new headphone. And I'm like, I still don't want that. I ended up going <laughs> with a different brand. So I okay. returned two headphones, bought two other headphones. Right. Okay. To replace those. Right? Okay. So I was like, okay, we're, we're even now, if, we, if we're, we're still net two plus, right, in the, yeah. in the scheme of things, but we're, we, we return two other headphones. So I got those headphones, and those seem to work out fine. They're on-ear, you know, they're not noise-canceling anything, they're nothing fancy, so it was fine. I ended up paying less than I paid for the kids' noise-limited ones. Okay. And then I have the teenager. Teenager need head, needs headphones, too. Teenager is bigger than the other ones, and the on-ear headphones are probably not going to cut it. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to go all out. And we're going to do over-ear headphones with noise canceling because she's on way more meetings than the other ones are, right? Okay, like yeah. She's in, she's in middle school, eighth grade, right? Like they're in meetings all the, all the time. So I bought another pair of headphones. So let, let me see if I can show you here. Ooh, okay, yeah, let's do it. Three oh, boxes of headphones. Yeah, man, look at that. Look Three at boxes. that. Ah, it's a lot. I bought three different pairs of headphones for my kids so they they could do their their schoolwork. And I returned two. So it's a total of five. Returned two. I'm net three headphones. None of them are for me. Am I still a horrible person? No, I'd say that's definitely progress. Because the whole point of your addiction is to not do it for you. (laughs) It was very hard. I was very tempted to buy a second pair. I was like, well, I get to use a pair of these, you know, like, why not? Yeah, come on. They're not going to be using it all the time. Like, come on. That's right. So the headphones, headphones, headphones. 
Headphones, indeed. A little bit of a mislead, but oh, it's all good. Me. It worked out. It worked out. It did. Good stuff. It did. It's great. And then I was able to repurpose another pair for my wife. So she's on, you know, calls all the time too now. So yep. basically when you come in my house in the middle of the day, everyone's talking to themselves. Everyone's got headphones <laughs> on, so no one could hear each other talking to themselves. And it's just a fun party. Yeah, I feel like that's how most households are in 2020 now. What a month. What a month. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. You can follow us on Twitter at MetallurgyCast and on Facebook as Metallurgy Podcast. If you'd like to get in touch, you can email guitar at metallurgycast.com or click the submit follow-up link in the show notes. If you've got a minute, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. This helps us reach other headbangers across the globe. If you have questions, thoughts, song or artist recommendations, please let us know. Share the podcast with a friend, and don't forget to subscribe to get the latest episodes when they drop. So just, we're getting when it's done, here. pause it, flip it over, and then we'll just. Uh, All right, cool. As long as you let me know that people can see me, then I'll tone it down. I'll put on <laughs> my shirt. <laughs> Thank you. Whoops! I accidentally paused it. <laughs> well, I guess, we're, I guess we're. I guess we're transitioning. So no, I fine. got. I got. I hit play again. We're good. <laughs> people people won't think it was just another internet glitch <laughs> what was that nothing 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 here here? <laughs> 47 48 49 50 51 i love the counts you are such a all right i try to be as professional as i can <laughs> such a pro such a pro if i could pay you money i would pay you money oh well that's nice to hear <laughs> oh well let me just send what? you my invoice then yeah how many hours much. am i billing for today <laughs> two hour minimum sir <laughs> oh two hour minimum that's it i think for sure you'd be more than that that's that's the friend rate oh okay <laughs> i feel really special now <laughs> nah man it's always free for you yeah, that Things was creepy. That, yeah. that came out creepier you than know. I wanted to. <laughs> it's okay. I'll take oh. it. I'll take what I can get, you know. Like. Take what you can get.